Yo, yo, yo. You already know what it is. Sandbox. Man. <sighs> it don't even. It don't even know. I don't even know. It, is, it don't even feel real being back on this mic. It's been such a long time. You know what's hilarious? I'm pretty sure last time we was on here, we was like, it don't even feel real being on this mic. Because, <sighs> bro, we've been away from these mics for so long, bro. Like, it don't even feel real, man. It's just, we finna get back into the new. Get right back into it, man. You know what we're talking about today? Actually, before that, man, let me let me get a start. Welcome back to the Sandbox Podcast. Yes, I am Jared. Oh, shoot. I made it, man. And my name is Jew. I'm Des. And I'm new. I'm Sam. Man, as y'all can see, we got a full house today. You got to be able to vood in the building with us today, too. Look, I'm going to let Aiden cue us in. Go ahead, Twin. All right. And, you know, before we really just get this topic started off, I just want to give y'all some, you know, insight into the people who are in the room with us today. You know, to my right is my main man and my boy, Jew. You know, I really only hang around driven people like me who really have a desire to pursue their endeavors and get their job done and what they want to do, get that for themselves in this life. And, you know, he another well-spoken individual and brother like me. So, you know, I want y'all to be ready for this, what this man going to say on this podcast, because, you know, he going he gonna to spit it to y'all. See, that Jude commentary crazy. Oh, that Jude commentary crazy, bro. I be like, who, what's in that head, man? Jack of all cards. Bro, Everything. you mean trades to it? You mean jack of all cards? I mean, it worked, though. That's smooth, though. It worked, though. It worked, though. That's smooth. Now you got to just peep what I actually said, though. I said jack, jack of all, all cards. cards. I'm saying, like, it worked, though. Like, when you when you really tune in, and then we got my man Desmond over here, you feel me? He been in the episode or two, but you know. D-Pearl. Yo, 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 yo. Even if he finna come on here and talk. And I done known this man, Simeon, since what, like sixth grade, bro. Me and this man go back. But this man is an intellectual brother. You feel me? He a little, I ain't gonna say too much, but that's my boy, man. That's my boy, man. I love him to death, man. He gonna come in here and talk to y'all, man. Everybody today is really having the male experience. You feel me? And you cannot negate that. And you cannot deny that no matter what you want to say, no matter who they were raised by, no matter who they believe themselves to be, you know, we are perceived to have the male experience. And that's what we're talking about today, man. Being being a man in not only society, but the domestic, you know, the workplace, you know, school. Obviously, you know, all individual perspectives are a struggle and it is it's in a struggle in itself to just exist. But today we're talking about that male side. So, you know, we want to, you know, really chime in and just talk about their experience as an individual, not even just as a man, just as an individual. Man, bro, just being, matter of fact, being an individual, you being yourself more than anything, bro. Mm-hmm. When you be yourself and honestly, when you just live in life step by step, day by day, you just kind of impulsive, plan things out, but more things, you do things in the moment. And uh, that's what I live by. I drive myself to be ter- be determined in the moment and make sure everything that I plan on doing, I get it done. Most mm-hmm. definitely. At least I plan to, I try to. That's real. Man, that's, 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 man, that's real, Juke. Like, for real. 
you know, when you look at what a man really has to live for and what he's seen and expected to live for, you have to have that drive within you. Not even just, if not for just yourself, you know, for the things you have to protect and want to protect, you feel me? Your family, your moms, you feel me? Your friend who can't stand up for themselves. From the beginning, it's been about the ability to protect. And that's really where you see the, you know, male ideology come from, you know, of a protector. And, you know, that's what we really seem to be doing. You know, we protect our family under our household. You know, we we protect our job, you know, protect our daughters, you know, up to the point of, I say, a little bit of asinine sense, you know. But that's another topic for another day. But, you know, when we've really been grown and nurtured and cultivated to be able to protect something under us, it gets a little hard to, you know, plan for yourself. You feel me? Speak your truth. You feel me? Like you're, you're planning to be able to protect those under you. And a lot of the times that means you have to put yourself on the back burner. And a lot of the time men put themselves on the back burner and it not only ends up reflecting in their decisions and what they do in the moment, but and how they treat the people around them. You feel me? Like, I'm talking about, bro, a man should feed his family before he feeds himself. That's real, bro. That's that's all what it's really about, though, being a man. It's almost like a blessing and a curse. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to go into that space or with that unique mindset that, you know, I have to do what I have to do for them before I see about myself. If you say, for instance, look at the ideal father, what does he always say? It's for my family before it's, it's for my family first before I do it for me. It's mm -hmm. always been like that. Because if we didn't have hardworking men, then where would the world be? Truly sit down and think about it. The ones who are sitting out doing the construction work, the ones sitting out doing being in the oil and mining rigs, mm -hmm. the ones sitting up risking their literal lives for what, $70,000 just to make sure that their wife and kids don't have to worry about anything, just going to school, doing what they need to do so that way they can grow up and be the better version of themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the truth, man. You know, and it really it is sad to say that we live in a society that really can't necessarily appreciate that hard work, you know, especially coming from a place where, you know, we may not always have the time to communicate the time, effort and work we're putting in, you know. So a lot of the time we don't even get the chance to speak on it or reflect on it. So we have to keep on moving forward. And it, it hurts because it eats us up inside, you know, and gets us to the point that even when we do go to talk to it, it's dismissed for something else because we got to focus on this. So we really do have to put ourselves on the back burner. And it's just so it's really infuriating, you know, to only not only be allowed to live the male experience, 
but be conditioned to only live the male experience when I want to focus on myself. I want to live for myself. I want to leave from what coddled me and learn to get it from myself before I have to step back and not necessarily worry about someone else, but put someone else first. And that's an experience a lot of men don't get to have for most of their lives. Gotta take care of family. Gotta take care of your mom till she passes. Gotta take care of grandma. And not that there's anything wrong with that, like at all. Like that's a very noble and righteous thing to do. I, what I believe to be the right thing to do. But I feel like it's a little unfair that we aren't allowed to receive that individual experience, especially from the men around us that, you know, shun you for trying to have any kind of original experience, you know, live up to any, I, you know, any sense of what your idea of who you think you are to be is. So like, Aiden, I got, I pose a question to you. Do you feel like men's mental health is more so demeaned now or back then with like, cause you see, I would say you see more of an uprising in people caring about men's mental health, so to speak but I feel like there's still this underlying context behind it. So do you feel as if it's more so treated with care now or back then? How would you, how would you feel? I say men's mental health in the past was more of an underground because at that point, male culture and male propaganda and the male perspective was so heavily pushed and enforced that you couldn't go up against it. Like women had no choice in the matter. So if you wanted to go against the grain, even as a man, you really had no choice in the matter. You had to uphold this standard that they had set and enforced. You know, that's, that's 1950s, that's 1960s, 1940s. That's only maybe 60, 80 years back. Now you look at where we are now, 2023, you feel me? We have actually started radicalizing and, you know, pushing the narrative and perspective that unfortunately it's kind of a, it's kind of a double-edged sword. What women have been pushing off and projecting onto us that we can be ourselves and that we can feel this way and be in touch with our feelings. And then simultaneously you have some women that literally demean and belittle and berate you for that. So men have been confused for some time, but now they're coming into their own individualization and realization that they can be whatever they want, be criticized and still be comfortable in their own skin. Like you have the idea that a man being in touch with himself, never disregarding his sexuality is a sassy man. And, you know, inherently sassy just means confident. That's the definition of a sassy. And so when you look at that, you definitely see, men's mental health, men's personality, and men's individualization by the sense of it being kind of listened to in the, in the recent ages. Like, we're definitely coming out of our shell. I see that. You know, you see a lot more men comfortable. Men, 80s, 60s, 70s, dyeing your hair. You literally a f Now you got folks, you know, dyeing their hair straightening their hair and living their best life. You feel me living a the life they feel to be indicative of who they think they are as a man. And that's really 
where we need to get to, not even just as men, but as a people that living your life is all you can do. And no matter how much you push off your, not even necessarily opinions, but how you feel, you can't change anybody but yourself. So what we need to do as individuals is be comfortable with our own opinion and how we choose to express it and not push it off onto other people and make that the narrative that they have to live. And that's just how it is. You feel me? Mm-hmm. A lot of that is like based off of what's expected of the normal men. Mm-hmm. Like a man's supposed to be tough, provide for his family, provide for his generations before him and after him. A man's supposed to put food on the table and work. But it's like, that's actually a hard thing to do when you actually think about how much that requires in a 24-hour day. And it's like, there's a quote that says, hard times create strong men. Strong, strong men, men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men. Shout out to Michael Hoff for that quote. But <clears throat> when you actually understand that quote, it's like the harder you have, the more pain you have to endure, the better outcome you'll have for the next. It's like the way you set it up is when you look at history, when, once you make it easy, that's when it gets hard again. That's when we start to fail, when it starts to cycle, starts to continue. But yeah, um, I'm really glad you said that because I was going to work up to leading up and saying that exactly what you said. You know, weak men make bad times. Bad times, you know, also create uh, strong men. Strong men make good times. In today's world, in today's era, you see the repercussions of that trend. You know what I mean? And by seeing that, what do y'all think that today's world of men is the caliber of it? You want me to give you the truth? I want your, I want your personal opinion. Oh. If you looking at it scientifically, we're weak. We're really? weak. We're very weak compared to what our, you know, predecessors ancestors used to be. They were strong, tall men. They were. Our the average testosterone levels, I believe, are like more than half what they used to be. I'm not gonna count. I will say this though, this just a little 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 tea for time. You know, a lot of us got that white blood in us. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah, and that's true too. We, we look at our ancestors, it's a reason they was that it's a reason, look, it's a reason they were like that. That's that hundred percent pure African blood. Uh-huh. That's where that's where everybody came from. That's that that original blood for real. Yeah. Primordial blood for real. Yeah. And then another thing too, like when when you also have you have strong men that are getting very criticized in today's world too. You have a lot of weak men that are being glorified and their traits of being weak are being glorified. That's also making other and younger people to be weak in their attributes and their attributes because the strongest side of masculinity is being downgraded in a sense. Do you guys agree? Absolutely. I, you know what's so crazy to me is that that's so true. And not even in a sense of when you look at it as an idea of strength, but when you look at it as actual facts and what has been exuded by people in general, like for one, when you really look at a lot of misinformation comes about how, how you're supposed to treat a woman as a man, you know, and when I say as a man, I say as a provider, as a protector, as a, you know, husband, 
And it's the two different sides of it that really are the extremes. And when you know, when you push one side of the extreme up and then you're pushing the other side, it creates a divide between the masses, you know. So different people in their minds have different ideas of what a strong man is. And so the problem is that we're having a, I believe the word is a converge. I don't know for sure. Hit it with a grain of salt. But let me get someone to look it up. Oh God. <laughs> we're having this problem where we're coming out and not necessarily fighting the two sides, but being your own self on the spectrum. Right. And that's as strong as you can be, man, being your authentic self. So we can't keep classifying what a strong man is when strong is perspective and strength is only in comparison. You can only be as strong as something else. So what we're doing is effectively comparing men to men. And not that there's a problem with comparison in admiration, but in idolization. And you're again, pushing that narrative onto other men. It gets confusing. That's real. What's your take? Honestly, I feel like the the strong man in this today's society is disrespected and not as respected as the the weaker man as we so say that you you said like we have certain rappers or major influence that the kids look up to, you know, your your little cousin, your nephew, your uh your little freshman partner walking through the school, man. He looking up to him and thinking, yo, that's what a man's supposed to be. And that's a that's a problem. To me, I feel like that's that's a problem and we have to do our part as, you know, individuals in our own households to demonstrate what that should be, not only to the, the young males, but to the females as well. Because if they looking at what the weak man is doing and thinking that's what men is supposed to be, you know what I'm saying, doing to females, or men are supposed to be acting like, or men are supposed to be moving like, or handling their business, we gonna have a bad generation coming up right behind us, bro. We gonna have a very confused generation coming up behind us. You know what I mean? So I think I think it just takes that one step, each and every person like looking within to know what they they qualities, they true traits are and shining and you know what I'm saying, being themselves and being comfortable in it and handling their business at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's real because I I joke about it all the time. I say anybody born after like two thousand five is really done for it. Most definitely because I can I walk around the hallway just at school and I just look at these kids and it's just like knowing where I was my freshman year. No, I was not. I was nowhere near where I am now, but it's it's even worse to an extent where they are and with the things that they're doing and how they're moving and executing uh, executing things. It's really saddening to see because like these are literally like our little brothers in a sense, like seeing them going down this path, it's like really tragic. And then when you try to speak some sense into them, they don't even want to hear none of that. I'm so, not going to cap. 
I, it really is coming from like a place of pity though. Cause like, bro, I'm talking about, I would have fought to have your individuality at that grade, bro. Like for real, I would, bro. I would have fought to not wear my, um, what's it called? Some, um, Montclair. Montclair. I mean, they, they, <laughs> you said mine. I'm like, you talking about that Montclair? Bro, I was finna, I was finna curse. That's why. Oh. I was, I would have fought to not have to walk in a line and wear, um, uniform in middle school, bro. Oh. Like, bro, they have so many opportunities at their hand. Not to say that we don't, but they have so many opportunities on their hand that it could really be capitalizing on if they would just listen for it. Like, but then, but then I can't even shift the blame all on them because really they emulate what we what we used to do. They see that and then they take from that, oh, so this is what the people above me are doing. So to an extent, this is what I should replicate. So it's like we can't really practice what we, if we're not practicing what we preaching, then what what are we doing? And how can we expect the next generation to follow up and do good? I'm we telling you, man, you right. I, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm thinking about it. That's why, that's why I be preaching. You really can't blame nobody. You can't blame yourself. You can't blame nobody else. Everybody got in different backgrounds where they're coming from, different things they believe, different things they've been taught. And if you out here blaming folks, you might as well just blame yourself. That's what I'm saying, because we all a part of the problem in a sense. You know? So it's like once we all realize that we are all in the same place and especially as men in the society right now with where we stand as especially black, as black, black as, uh, especially as black men, because I just I go to different neighborhoods sometimes and I just see how the kids are moving and just especially I especially towards women in a sense. And it's. It's disgusting. And it's just like knowing like the household that I came up in, I couldn't even see myself doing something like that. And to see something, well, see, it's not even something, but somebody that's supposed to be coming up right behind me moving like that, not not even knowing the situation. And it's just like, dang, we got to fix up the cycle because it's it all starts somewhere. So it's like, I figure if we fix the cycle as everybody does their part, that's what it really has to boil back to. If everybody does their part. So it's like, if we, we the ones still perpetuating, we got to start teaching. We got to start preaching these good values to the young ones. But even though we still like 18, but we still got to preach that message. Like, okay, we got to start living better so we can start having that go into the younger ones. So it's like, once they have those ones coming up behind them, they just keep practicing what they preaching. You feel me? I'm telling you, like the thing is, we as men have to start facing and breaking that generational trauma that's been instilled into us, man. Like that's real. And I feel like, I feel like we use that as a crutch and we don't, we don't want to admit it because it's like, I've been through this. I've been through that. Okay. That's, that's just life as, as people, you're going to go through things no matter how hard the trauma may or may not be to an extent it's still trauma at the end of the day. And one way or another, you got to get past it. So we can't keep using, even though it's very much true that generational trauma is impactful in what it is going through a lifespan in somebody's life. That is very true. Science can improve that scientifically. But the thing is, we have to start breaking up those chains and start just like not letting those shackles hold on to us anymore and then move yeah. on for better from it. I think we we definitely got to stop being so stubborn, you know, with with it our hurt. with our approach to a lot of things. Like we we have to be willing to just make changes. You feel me? Like I feel like so many men and just so many people are just refuse to change. Like 
it just they just want to stay stagnant. They just want to stay right where they are. To me, to me, that's scary. I could never just want to be right where I was. It's cool with everything. That's real. So it all goes with everything, though. You know, you got folks that was in opposition not trying to get to where we are right now. You know, us. Shoot, I know everybody here is not the best on their discipline. I know someone's slacking somewhere. So at the same sense, we got our own problems just like they got our own problems just that we are all on our own journey. But I'm not going to lie with the little folks that's coming up behind us, bro. Shoot, man. Shout, shout out to Lil Ponda Curtis. Shout out to him. Man, bro. Shout out to Curtis, though. Shout out to Curtis. Yeah, yeah. I said lunch in that uh, Lightning oh, Queen book bag. Uh, <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> he, he trying, though. He trying. Hey, he trying. out here trying to get that hustle, man. I ain't mad. I ain't dude. mad at it. Someone buying them little crinkly bags of chips, man. Look, he he going by the right path. He just walking a little funny. That's all it is. Oh, God. Mmm. <laughs> Say like, it's not all of them. Some of them are like learning from our mistakes too. That's real. I see a lot of them like yeah. doing their own thing. It's not just the shiny. Say the next generation is just terrible. It's like mm-hmm. we we see the real ones coming up. Too. Oh yeah, I, shout I, out y'all. But it's like, now nah, you know, realize like, yo, don't be afraid to listen to someone. Exactly. No matter their circumstance or what they've been through, man. Like they have an experience and they have. Value to bring to, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe your life or your experience, you might not even get it at the moment, but you take that grain of salt that you heard from that conversation and be like, yo, he was right. I, I just got to the situation that he went through in his life. And now I can really make that decision. I know what to do. I know how to, you know what I'm saying? Act yeah. off of that because mm-hmm. I listened. I didn't, you know, be hard headed and try to go about it my own way. Right. Somebody I- been through the same thing. I literally learned a kid. Uh, I learned a lesson from a kid at Banneker, and I, I don't think I've ever had like a full, full fledged conversation with him. But I remember when I was going to Banneker, I would see him going around the hallway with his little flyers, passing them out, passing them out. He was he's making beats, so I was just like, oh, man, I'm I'm always in the music, so I I take it. So I'm I'm listening to the beats. They they were a little rough around the edge and that's that's how I still feel about him. They were a little rough around the edge, but I appreciated what he was trying to do and what he was trying to make out of it. A couple months later, I'm here trying to get Sandbox started up and I'm seeing he on, he the tour DJ for Lil Darius. Yep. So, go. so I'm just like, oh, so, and then seeing that hustle like around that time, cause that was like, March last year, I would say, I was just seeing him going around. He was so he was so driven, and people he didn't really care what people thought, and it was like he was adamant. He was so adamant about what he was doing, and it that always stuck out to me because at that place in time, I was trying to do be on my same kind of timing, but I wasn't as adamant. I was just sort of like, okay, it's like it's if you know, you know, but I really wasn't trying to perpetuate it, and it's like go for it at my full force and at my full advantages. He was taking it any chance he could get and look at him now. And it's like, he's still going crazy. Oh yeah. Shout out to Brazy Beats. Yeah. That's his name. Yeah. DJ Brazy Beats. We got to look that up. We got to look that up. Bro. No, for real, man. Shoot. I mean, that's facts though. Cause I really feel like we, we as men and as individuals, we got to become adamant at knowing our own strengths. You feel me? And not necessarily, trying to pursue somebody else's strength. You feel mm-hmm. me? 
like actively pursuing what you believe to make you strong and what you believe you could offer to be able to protect somebody. You feel me? Like you could offer this and I don't know what I was trying to get right. But you, but you want to know what it really is what? though? I, th- I feel as if now correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it's instilled in us that we have to follow the footsteps more so of our forefathers rather than anything. We are the way in some households, I wouldn't say all, but the way we're brought up and raised, we're to follow the father's footsteps and following their leads and then pass that same thing down to the generations going past. So it's just like we lack a certain uh, value of individuality at the end of the day because we're so trained and instilled that we have to be this certain way when in reality we're supposed to be our own people. And then they say we're supposed to be our own people, but it boils back down to what's going on in the household. And I feel like that's what we got to break through. You know what I say when I really, when you like, when I started thinking when you said that I started like comparing, I would, what would be the differences and what would be it like if I compare my father and like say my great, 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 great grandpa or something like that. And they would probably be wildly different people. You feel me? So when it comes to that, upholding your father's standard, that's not living your that's not living your true self. That's what I'm saying. It's it's no true character in it, so to speak, because people people would joke with me all the time, like, oh, you're gonna go, you're gonna go work for um the at the building, you're gonna work at the church with your dad. I'm like, that's not that's not my kick. Like I'm I have a life that I ideally want to live. And it's going to take me some time to figure out how to get there. But I don't want to be trying to build my life around this specific setting so early on. I can't see the the clarity or the justification in something like that. That doesn't really add up to me. Mm-hmm. Why would I Why would I instill myself to only be able to work in one condition that's so early on in life? That doesn't make sense. That's real, bro. You got your own, got your own ambitions, got your own drive, got your own dreams. But look, let me tell you, though, bro. It's like... You look at your forefathers, you look at your ancestors, you look at the folks that came before you, even your big homies and everything. You look at them and you see the attributes that got them pushing. You see what keep them motivated. You see what got them to point A and actually took them to point B. So you already know, you see, you see the other things that other folks don't see. But at the same time, you got to remember that because folks are going to drive you to do low key what they want for you to do, you know, because that's their narrative. But as our ancestors, as our, the people that came before us, they are teachers at the same time. Even though they might be arrogant, they might be, they might be a little stubborn, they might be all this and that, but at the same time, they're the ones that came before us. They're the ones that got to the place that they are right now. We can take we can take what we can know from where they are at right now. That's facts. That's what I do. That's facts. And plus, I add my own motivation to what I got to do. I was just telling y'all this this morning. I have no clue what I said because it was just in the moment. But nah, I, I, I'm a cool. Let's go. And then I'm a, I'm on some. I got something I want to piggyback off of. Real. Yeah. What you were trying to say, Desmond? As a community, like yeah. of males, regardless of race, we've been making strides and steps as yeah. individuals. But it's like generational wise, I feel like more than it's being generation generation. It's like we do what we saw our fathers or males older than us do, but they learned from their fathers. It's like. What was what they learned and instilled in us? We don't have that same world anymore. We're not going to war every twenty years now. We're not. We don't have to be ready to jump in the draft. We don't have to go in the gym. It's different nowadays. 
like everything in life has changed. And it's like the way we're growing up and walking around now, it's like we're almost still in that mindset. So now when we see kids younger than us doing different stuff, it's like to us, it might not make sense. But to them, it could be something for them. Because it's like, yeah, man, like everything and everyone is ever changing. And, you know, never just in not necessarily in that moment, but really living in that moment and, you know, not recognizing that they're not who they were one second ago. You know, they're seeing something completely else. And it's so it's so made up in the fact that we always looking back and blaming ourselves for our past decisions, you know, being caught up in what happened in the past. And we got a whole place to act right now. We got a whole place to be right now. We got a whole new setting to be different and not be like what we were in the past that we were so shunning. I feel like the thing with that is, and like going back to what Jew was saying about like our forefathers being our teachers, I feel as if that's where the divide and the disconnect. Oh, that's that. That's that crazy. <laughs> but I feel like the the divide and the disconnect really lies in like going back with their teachings, actually, because it took me a while to really realize this. But our forefathers are trying to teach us with old information. They're not living in this new generation, so they don't. They're they're coming up with. They're trying to give us advice with the rules and the knowledge that they know from their generation. And they don't really know how to how to how it is living day to day with our generation now, given that give or take that things may have been different back then, good or bad for that matter. But at the end of the day, it's still old information. So it's like you can only take what you can get from it and apply it to what it is really going on now, because at a certain extent, ugh, I lost my words, but at a certain stance, it's like. Like I said, you got to take it with a pinch of salt because yeah. everything won't necessarily apply. That's what it is. That's and, that's, it is. and that's really facts, especially when you look at like how so many people in previous generations were pulling from their experience and not necessarily the experience. Like how when you look at, you know, the crack addict, the crack epidemic in the 80s, you feel me? And how people and husbands were treating their wife in the 50s. You know, you they have skewed perspectives and skewed ideals and ideals that might not necessarily matter to you. So, you know, when you're taking advice and when you're listening, you can't be dismissive because, you know, in it lies some truth. They were there to experience it before you, but you have to be able to filter through what is impertinent to you and, you know, matters to you. You can't be dismissive of what someone has to say because you're dismissive of them. Like you could not like what this person has to say because you have this perceptive of them or this perception of them. But what has to be said has some truth in all of it. Oh yeah, I I can go. I think that like overall what what we should do is, because Jared kind of hit on it a little bit. It's kind of like when you're listening to them, generally speaking, you should take on maybe some of the cliches, for instance, like a man should know how to protect himself. A man should have some type of job or occupation where he can make himself some money. It doesn't necessarily have to be a job. But as far as I guess you could say the individuality aspect, like, for instance, if they tell you, oh, a man should court a woman this way. Well, I don't necessarily have to do that. That's my personal choice. I don't have to listen to you on that. 
or maybe um well what's another really good example like you should wear your hair a certain way as a man or you should go out and uh you should go out on certain days as a man as far as those aspects no you don't have to listen to that cuz it's like you just said hey Nick, it cuts in on you as a person mm-hmm. But as far as like, you know, protecting yourself, protecting your people, putting honor, family, God and all the things above and make sure you push that 1000 percent. Those I truly do believe as far as what the older generation was teaching us. Those are some of the values that we still should uphold. But everything else, you know, socially and even some things politically, you don't have to follow. Yeah, that's really the truth for real. Only those podcasts with this one. Yeah. You hear me? Yeah. So it's like, you know how we like y'all ever go back and read your old text messages and you go and you you think, oh why did I say this? There's no way I said this. Yeah. That's the history of being a man almost. You you can literally see yourself coming up making changes in your life that no one else might see, but deep down you know it's something because it's like you won't say what you texted someone two months ago now. Yeah. Definitely won't text you definitely won't text them what you texted them three years ago now. Yes. And it's like mm-hmm. those are the steps no one else can see, but that you can see. You know, seeing that personal growth. It's the personal growth. And that's what really being a man is. And that that's a great measure of your strength right there. Because it's like creation, you understand my boy. your values and your morals, they come a long way and they expand and explode differently. Yeah, yes. on God, you gotta you gotta pat yourself on the back for really how far you've come, man. Because if you're proud of yourself for anything, you got to recognize that you had to go through everything you went in the past to even be where you are right now. Mm. Ooh, man, let me speak on something real quick, bro. Like, being proud of where you are really comes a long way. Because I know as being a competitive male more than anything, having a standard that you're trying to uphold, but not being able to low-key get to where you need to be and seeing where you are, Seeing where you are is also good, but it ain't there. Can also set you back because you are. It can push you forward, but it can set you back because it leads to a quicker burnout. It leads to quicker, quicker depression. It leads to quicker whole lot of things. Yeah, man. That's really, isolate yourself and everything. Man, that's the truth, man. Like when you, when you're aspiring for your endeavors and your goals, man. You're trying to reach this idea and vision you have. When you're not there, you know. You and your progress, you know, overlooking it, like you don't see the full, the full picture of how far you come, how far you're going, you know, how you are compared to everybody else. You really can dismiss all the work you put in and just feel like you're not really amounting to anything. Most definitely. Shoot, man. Matter of fact, let me, let me speak on one more song subject real quick. I got time? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So, um, this has to be in the middle with everything. What do you guys feel like is some of the, the pros and the cons? On some real, let's see. Come in, Sam. <laughs> hey, You've been having a whole serious face. I seen you, bro. <laughs> you said, this is my time to shine. Yeah, oh, pros and the cons of being a man. Yeah. One, brotherhood. I would just yeah, say yeah, kick yeah, it with the boys. That's yeah. probably the top, the top thing. The bro. There is the no homies, other man. feeling like that. You literally don't even have to have a biological brother and you still that's, that's can my experience brother. brotherhood. Yeah. You can say, that that's him. That's that, my bro. That yeah, my brother. brother's right here. You my brother, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, I ain't know how it is. The next pro would probably have to be kind of what Desmond was saying. Kind of like 
but it but it's in a certain way. It's like self. I want to say self improvement to a degree. Yeah, Men okay. have that in self growth as far as like masculature with our bodies working out, as far as with our minds becoming more intelligent about the way we move, uh, even as far as like handling business, self strengthening. Yep, That's you hit it on is. the spot. And then probably like for my last pro, I probably have to say it is kind of weird, but struggle. And the reason why I'm saying that is because. That's, and, the, that's the best of both worlds. That's the only right way now. you can really feel that growth. The growth, exactly. That's the only way you can feel it. Because, like, bro, if you wasn't down there in the mud, you're not going to know what it's feel like to be on top of that rock. And it makes you oh, a stronger yeah, person, yeah, too. Definitely. Yeah, like, yes. bro, I'm telling you, you could give someone something, but if they wasn't there desiring it two years, two months back, bro, they're just going to underappreciate it. It's just going to feel like something they didn't ask for. You don't win, but you don't fail. Winning don't mean nothing to you. Yo. Like, if you don't fail, winning doesn't even feel the same. Like, just getting it, just versus working for it, the feeling's different, the drive is different. Like, your whole mindset is different. One of the things I wanted, uh, one of the things I wanted to say was, like, I always tell, like, any of my partners who's aspiring to be something great out there, who's trying to get something done, fall in love with the journey not the end goal because you're going to benefit so much from that journey, from that, that growth, from that struggle. Like you said, like, man, I love the struggle. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like you want to get out of it always, but it's like, I can appreciate it. Like when I say my prayers, I thank God for the struggle. I thank God for the experience because it taught you so much. It taught you how to, get to the point that you at now. You don't make the same decisions that you did back then. You know what I'm saying? You won't catch yourself in them same type of situations. You know what I'm saying? You you handle your business different now. You know what I'm saying? You make your bed in the morning. You might get on your business. You you growing. You see the difference in what the childish version of you was and the, the, the coming into your age, man. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, you see the difference. Man, look, at the end of the day, I love meeting, man. I I wouldn't have it any other way. It's it comes with its pitfalls and its struggles on its day to day, but it keeps me going. It lets me know I'm human for real. And just in that, I feel as if it really just it takes a lot to be a man at the end of the day. But at the end of the day, it's so fulfilling in the rewards that we can reap from it from this thing that we do call life. And I feel like we should wrap it up on that twin. Before yes. we even wrap it up, why well, I just thought about something. I know y'all know about that Atlanta. I feel like Jared is earned. I'm Darius and that boy. Why I gotta be earned? See, <laughs> no. You know you was earned, twin. You know you no, uh, Look, we gotta wrap it up. Hey, man, it's Darius signing out. Look, this is the Sandbox <laughs> Podcast. I'm Jared. I'm Des. I'm Sam. I'm Sam. Matter of fact, I'm gonna switch it up, bro. I'm solitary over today. <laughs> hey, it's your boy Darius out here, man. Hey, man, and it's voodoo, voodoo man. Oh, juice I'm gonna measure your tree. <laughs> oh, bro. Hey, look, we gonna we gonna <laughs> we gonna catch on the next one. Sam. Sam. Sam.